You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all so much for listening. Happy Thursday. This week has felt kind of long, hasn't it? Up here in, I live by Worcester. I got 15 inches of snow the other day. It's just been one of those weeks. Well, I'm here hopefully to give you a little bit of joy and, and talk Boston College sports. It's a busy day, honestly. It wasn't a lot that, like, specific things that happened for Boston College. But what we're going to do today is we're going to talk news like we always do. There was a hockey game. I'm going to kind of recap what happened there. Then we're going to jump into all sorts of National Signing Day news. I got some different things that I want to talk about, and we got to talk to Jeff Halfley for the first time in two months, so we'll we'll hear directly from him. I have quotes and audio from the press conference, so you're going to want to hear that. But before, let's jump, as I said, into the news. On Tuesday, Boston College Hockey played against Northeastern at, at Matthews Arena, and Boston College won easily 6-2. Now, the Eagles are now 10-2, and and they own the nation's longest active unbeaten streak at six games, while Northeastern, who was number 14 in the nation, fell to 6-4-2. Now, I've talked a lot about Boston College hockey in terms of the the consistency that they have from you know the top of their roster to the bottom, and that was completely on display in this game. Not only did Boston College score six goals to win, but six different players scored goals in this game. How often does that happen? You don't see that very often at all in hockey. It just shows you how talented this roster is. They had goals from McLaughlin, Patrick Giles, Jack McBain, Marshall Warren, Nikita Nesarenko, and Michael Caro. Now, Michael Caro is the biggest one because Michael Caro was playing in his 120th career game for Boston College, and this was his first career goal. It was a big one. Now, that that's great. You love hearing stories about this. The kids that have battled, they've practiced, they've worked their tails off, and then they get those big moments. And it wasn't really like it was an insurance goal, but you still love to see a player get those big moments, and, and that definitely was a big one. Now, Spencer Knight, he is, again, undefeated so far this season, making 26 saves and improving his record to 9-0-1. He leads the country in winning percentage, and he has a 19-game winning streak. Throw all of this together, as I've said over and over, Boston College is in great shape to continue to make a play at postseason. It's going to be a big one this weekend. It's now going to be the Battle of Com F Part 2, the first one was canceled. They're going to have another crack at it as Boston College and BU will play a two-game series this weekend. And we will have our hockey writer, John Biagalani, writing about this during the weekend. So you're going to want to check that out at bcbulletin.com. And just after I got off my podcast, our, this podcast yesterday, where we were talking about EA Sports video games, I know it's probably really niche but wouldn't it have been great to have an NCAA hockey game? You start your own dynasty with BC. That would have been fun. I just I was just thinking of that because I had the NCAA basketball game. And no matter how hard I tried in that game, I couldn't get BC basketball to do much of anything, which is kind of ironic, right? 
in terms of preparation for a game, BC women's basketball returns to the court for the first time in almost a month when they face number one Louisville on thir- tonight. This game will be played at Conti Forum. The first time they've played since January 7th at Conti Forum. You're going to be able to check this game out on the ACC Network. This is a big game because Louisville just lost their first game of the season against NC State earlier this week. So maybe Boston College can you know, use some of that extra energy they're going to have from not playing and you know hit them when they're down. But we'll see. We'll have to see what happens. So Boston College women, check them out. That game will be on the ACC Network, and it's a 8 p.m. start. Now, the rest of this conversation has got to be about football. If you've listened to my podcast, it's usually kind of where a lot of my emphasis goes on because that's my most common thing that I cover. But let's talk about football. So today was National Signing Day. As I said before, this is a day that Boston College was not expected to do much, and they did nothing. And that's okay because they set up their roster basically with 24 recruits in December. They set up the early enrollees. They have 12 freshmen that are early enrolled and on campus and four transfers now today there was a couple names that have been linked to boston college and it's just always i always like to see what ends up happening to them you know i've interviewed a lot of these kids i've covered their recruiting and i like to see what happens so the big one and i and you know it was big back in the day when it first happened uh when he decommitted was trevin wallace now if you remember his whole story he was a three-star under-recruited player from Georgia who committed to Boston College early, and then his recruitment absolutely blew up. Like, to the point I have not seen out of a, a kid with in Boston College's uh, grasps. And as soon as it blew up, he hit the door and ended up decommitting from Boston College. And, you know, some people have been asking, would he consider going back to Boston College? I kept saying no. I've heard he's going to stick with the SEC. Originally, it looked like Auburn, but then they fired Gus Malzahn. Then he had, like, a final grouping of, I think it was Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Kentucky in Auburn. And he ended up at Kentucky. I don't know why you would pick to go to Kentucky over Boston College. I mean... They're like the dregs of the SEC. Uh, no offense to them in, in football. They're not going to beat Georgia. And you're going to get a good coach at uh, Boston College that can teach you defense. But I can't ever ba- uh, bash a kid for his choice. I just I don't get this one, but that's fine. So he ended up being like a top 50 recruit in the country. He was a four-star, like completely blew up. In all, I think the ending lesson from this is obviously you're not going to battle SEC schools and doing whatever they're doing for recruiting, but you need to understand that Boston College was the first one to notice this kid, and you can see that our coaching staff can identify talent. And they were able to lock kids down. So obviously we'll talk about what um, Halfley said about Drew Kendall later, but they can t- identify and close it down. You're going to loot, but the thing is, when you're recruiting against the big guys, you're going to lose players. It's part of the game. It doesn't mean that Jeff Halfley's a bad recruiter. You watch other schools. This happens everywhere. Okay? This happened. It's part of the game. So he was one. The other name that I had thrown around, I saw he was linked to Boston College at one point, was Avante Dickerson. And he ended up in Oregon. So he was a kid that was committed to Minnesota. He had Boston College in his final grouping at one point. Uh, But then he started getting more offers. He decommitted from Minnesota. It looked like he was going to go to Nebraska, but they're Nebraska, so he didn't end up there. He ended up at Oregon. So I didn't really think they had a chance at him. 
the other ones, I don't think there was any other players that Boston College was really all that locked in on. So that was basically it. That was the news of the day for recruiting. You know, I even the bigger schools, you saw maybe, you know, like Alabama or Georgia grab a, hand, a player here or a player there. But this recruit, this National Signing Day has completely lost the luster of what it used to be. This used to be the big day for recruiting. This is the day that they used to have all the, you know, the hat picks or, you know, players doing all those funny, you know, recruits doing all those funny things to, to make their announcements. That's all gone. That's now the December Signing Day. And with the transfer portal really, you know, blowing up as well. This new National Signing Day is kind of just an afterthought, and it really played that way out across the country today. In a moment, I'm going to play some audio from today's press conference where I talked to Jeff Halfley. You'll hear my question and his answer, and then I'm going to talk about that. But before we do, we need to talk about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional storefront. Why do all of that work when you can just use your computer and access rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? rockauto.com is a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. All you need to do is go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything. Engine control modules? Got that. Brake parts? Check. Tail lamps? All there. Motor oil? We got it. And even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is easy to navigate. All you need to do is just head on over to rockauto.com for those reliably low prices that are same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. And when you make your purchase, make sure that you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that we know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, rockauto.com. Now, if you're looking for some good sports news, let me tell you about Locked On Today. We're covering everything you need to know about the Eagles, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has got you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Pete Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Now, as I mentioned earlier today, we had the opportunity as the media to talk to Jeff Halfley for the first time in over two months. And we got to talk to him about anything and everything that's been going on. I wanted to know about the fifth years and the kids that are coming back for that extra year. So let's hear what my question to to Jeff Halfley and his response at today's press conference. Hey, Coach. Uh, Now you have players back with this extra year of eligibilities. Can you talk a little bit about some of the players that are returning, what that means to your program and how you're managing the the roster? Yeah. Um, you know, this year, you know, the NCAA said it really didn't count for a year of eligibility. And, you know, as you know, AJ, the, the only guys that were losing, um, if, if you think about um, at least defensively off the top of my head, we're losing Max and Isaiah uh, and Luke Beckett. And then, um, you know, um, obviously Hunter's the big one on offense and there's some other guys that won't be with us, but, it gives guys like Zion and Alec and Ben, um, you know, I know um, Ben will probably start more games here than anybody in the history of Boston college football because of the extra year. Um, and we're really excited about that. Uh, Booze is going to be back with us. Um, you know, we had a bunch of guys, AJ, who had the opportunity to go to the NFL, a guy like Zion who chose to come back and be with his teammates and try to up his draft stock and trust in coach Applebaum and coach Signetti to get better and possibly be, you know, one of the top guys taken off the board. Um, same with Alec, 
and I can't tell you how excited we are about both of those guys. I already mentioned Ben um, to get those guys back. And it goes on, you know, got other, there's other guys that I'm not mentioning just off the top of my head, um, but excited because there's a lot of leadership that's going to be back on this team. And there's certainly going to be some that needs to be created. And I'm sure you'll see it all over college football. A lot of guys back for that extra season. Um, you know, so we're fortunate to get that. I'm excited about it. I love the guys on the team, as you know, and I'm excited to get a chance to coach a lot of them again. So as you can hear, Jeff Halfley is excited about the fifth years coming back. All these kids that got an extra year of um, eligibility from the NCAA. What I thought was interesting was the names that came out because we've heard drips and drabs about who was going to play this year and who wasn't. Obviously, the four that are leaving or five that are leaving, he mentioned, we all knew about, was Max Richardson, Isaiah McDuffie, Max Roberts, and Hunter Long. And Luke Beckett, I had said earlier on an earlier podcast that he made an Instagram post that made it sound like he was done. And you know, those are some big names to lose. Hunter Long, obviously, is a huge name to lose. And then the linebackers are going to take a while to figure out what you're going to do to fill those spots. Now, the names that are coming back, he said in the, in the interview, I did not know Chibuzi and Wuka was definitely coming back, but he said that. You know, he said Boozy's coming back. And Aaron Bumeri, he doesn't mention him on the um, interview itself, but when I have looked into some Boom stuff, he has said that he's coming back. So you have all of your guys uh, that were key contributors coming back in terms of the ones that have not declared for the NFL draft. The other one I would want to know a little bit more about is Grant Carlson. I'm not sure if he's coming back or not. Uh, I imagine he is. It's he, You know, I think the players you won't see come back will be those, you know, fringer players that, you know, more scout team kind of guys, guys that wouldn't, wouldn't play anyways. They might have just moved on. Halfley wasn't going to mention them by name on uh, to the, in today's uh, press conference. But getting these, getting guys like Mike Palmer back, getting Ben Petrula, Alec Lindstrom, getting all of these guys back is a big deal because you're getting starters back. On offense, you're going to have 10 of your 11 guys coming back that are starters on defense it's pretty close you got you're getting eight i believe starters returning on defense that's good that's good you in college one of the biggest things one of the biggest indicators of success is returning productivity and boston college is getting a ton of that now, the big issue, obviously, will be the loss of Hunter Long in terms of productivity. You look at that and you say, oh, they lost quite a bit there. That's going to be an issue. And it is. And I, I still can't answer how they're going to fix that because it's such a it's such a big loss. And I don't see anyone on the roster that can do what he did. But they're getting guys like Kobe White, Kobe White back. You get Zay Flowers. You incorporate more of these wide receivers. You adjust the offense enough. You can mask having that tight end. You can get guys like C.J. Lewis or White to run those routes because they're bigger guys. They can do that. You don't need to have a tight end to do it if they if that's how they want to figure it out. Frank Signetti is a smart guy. He could figure out what they need to do to, to fix that problem. But up and down this roster, you have, you, you're getting this talent back. Now, the flip side of the coin is, most other teams are going to have the same issue and, you know, or have the same 
advantage. Most of these teams that have talented players are, you know, those role players, those good, solid veterans, they're going to come back. But they're, you know, just like Boston College, they're going to lose their talent. You know, like Syracuse had a couple of defensive backs that went. You saw at Wake Forest, Sage Surratt, he declared for the draft. You're going to get the the key guys gone. But those core guys, if Boston College can grow them and continue to mold them in Jeff Halfley's system, I think that's a bigger advantage than what you had at other schools. Because, you know, these kids have played in Dino Baber's system for five years. They've played in Dave Doran's system for five years. They know what they're doing. It's the same thing every year. So maybe you've maxed out their talent. But at Boston College, it's kind of exciting because this will be another year where they'll grow. This will be another year where maybe they'll take another step. These players that Jeff Halfley can take a little bit more out of them and and build them as players. So I think it's actually an advantage for Boston College. Now, when we come back, I want to talk about Jeff Halfley's comments on the transfer portal, which I thought were really interesting. But before we do... I need to talk to you about betonline.ag. This weekend is the big game. It's the final football game of the 2020-2021 season. I can't believe football is almost over. And if you need a place to go to make your bets, there's only one place that has you covered and the one place we trust on the Lockdown Network, and that is betonline.ag. All you need to do is sign up today for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON and they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus. Now you know the books, they do not want to just give away money. But here at betonline.ag, they're going to do just that. And they have options. Oh my gosh, do they have options. They have prop bets for for the big game. Whether it's Travis Kelsey's catching yards or Tom Brady touchdown uh, passes. You can bet on anything you can think of for this game. They have it at betonline.ag. Now, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on that action and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, if you're going to use betonline.ag, let me recommend Locked On Bets. Betting on the NFL or college basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Remember, if you like what you hear here, check out BC Bulletin. It's a different format. It's written, and we have video there. But you're going to get even more Boston College news there. Whether it's football, basketball, recruiting, I've talked to probably 12 recruits in the class of 2022 in the last week, and I, I have updated interviews with all of them up on the site. So check that out. Go to bcbulletin.com. Now, back to Jeff Halfley's press conference. This press conference was loaded with interesting topics. He talked about Drew Kendall at one point, uh, talking about how important it was to land him because it showed the rest of the country how important, or not even the country, the rest of the state, how important Boston College is for local recruiting. He talked about that. But the part that I wanted to talk about for this last segment Halfley addressed the transfer portal. This is something that has been going on, uh, obviously, 
more it's been big for the last couple of years. Boston College has landed quite a few transfer portal players in the last two years, whether it's Phil Dracovic, Jalen Gill, Tabuzi Onwuka, Luke Beckett, De- Deion Jones. This year they have Isaiah Graham Mobley, Chris Banks, Gunnar Daniel, and Jaden Lars Woodbay. So they've done a lot of work filling in gaps on the uh, in the transfer portal. Let's hear what Halfley has to say. Well, I think you, you got to look at a lot of things in the portal, Rich. Why, why are they leaving? Was it because they didn't like it there? Was it because they didn't fit in there? Was it because they weren't playing there? Was it because they weren't treated fairly there? You got to look at the portal in a lot of different ways. Um, like I said, I, I'm not opposed to the portal. I've proven that right from Phil to a bunch of other players that we brought in to guys that have come here this year. I do believe that I want to, we want to build this thing and we want to sustain it over a long period of time. And if we keep going out and getting a guy who only has a year left here or two years left here, eventually it's going to be hard to replace those guys. And you're not going to build the guy that knows the culture, knows the scheme has been here for three, four, five years. Um, I want to build this thing the right way and I want it to be successful over time. And maybe I'm wrong, but I want to do it by recruiting high school players that we believe fit, develop them. And uh, hopefully by their senior year, they're some of the best players in the ACC. Um, and that's just my belief. Now going into the portal and picking up a couple kids each year where we need it, you know, hopefully there'll be less and less for us, but, but we'll see. Um, but that's why I'm not, I'm not going to be a guy that says we have 25 scholarships and I'm only giving 12 to high school players and saving 13 for, for portal guys. I don't, I don't want to build it that way. So there you have it. Now, you know, I, I've talked a lot about the transfer portal on the site and on, on the show. And one of the things I've been watching is, is I, I follow a lot of transfer tracker portals and I see guys and I'm always wondering if Boston College is going to be in on them. But it was interesting to get into Jeff Halfley's mindset to know that, yeah, he's hit the transfer portal in the in the past couple of years. But he doesn't want to rely on them. He is much more into the development of players and getting those high school kids in and getting, you know, as he said, four or five years out of these players. That is what Boston College has been in the past. Now, he's had to rely on the transfer portal because there has been players in positions where Steve Adazio and that roster just didn't have the depth that he needed. You're looking at like, you know, at quarterback, for instance, can you imagine? I mean, we had Dennis Grossell. He probably could have managed last year, but when you have a possibility of getting, you know, a, a quarterback that can take you to that next level, you do it. But looking in the future, now he's already set this team up where they won't have to do that again because they have Emmett Moorhead coming in. They have Peter Delaporte is coming in next year. So he's setting this program up to build for the future. And I think he's doing that at every position. You're seeing at defensive back, uh, defensive back, he's got that lined up. At defensive tackle, defensive end. And you get the depth there. You don't have to do that. You look at the good teams. Look at teams like Alabama and Clemson. I know they're terrible, terrible uh, uh, examples to use, but they don't need to get um, transfers because they they're just they build their program up. There's no reason Boston College can't do that at a smaller level. 
and just add a piece here and a piece there. They don't need to be like some of these other teams. I can't, you know, like Virginia Tech, for instance, or some of these other teams that get, you know, a whole handful of transfers to, to fill their roster. Boston College can build it. And if Boston College and Jeff Halfley's staff can re- identify the talent to, to build that depth, they'll, there'll be no problem with that. So I think that was an interesting comment by Halfley. And I honestly, I recommend going in and checking out the interview. There's some comments and questions that I probably won't care from and you can just skip through and I won't tell you which ones, but you can you can figure it out yourself. Uh, but there's some really interesting thoughts in there. You know, as I said, with Drew Kendall and talking about transfers and all sorts of things. It's good to hear from Jeff Halfley and uh, we'll get more we'll get more time with him soon as spring football is just around the corner. You know, I, 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 I get excited. I saw something about, you know, you just think about it. We're getting closer to the end of um, the winter. In a couple of weeks, we get college baseball. And a few weeks after that, Major League Baseball starts spring training, you know, and then the snow goes away. We're almost there, folks. Just we're in the we're in the tough part right now. We just show some grit. We're going to make it through this winter. And then hopefully by, you know, a couple more months, you know, this whole virus thing will go away and we'll be able to go to games, go to baseball games, go to football games and really try to, to create that new normal again. I'm looking forward to that. So on tomorrow's show, we'll have a whole new preview of the weekend. Obviously, we have basketball again. BC is going to play on against uh, NC State. We'll look at BU and BC uh, hockey and any other breaking news in terms of Boston College sports. So this is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC, or you can follow the podcast Twitter at LockedOnBC. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. Make sure you bookmark that page to get all of your BC news and be part of our community. We have a comment section. Uh, We're going to have a new comment feature hopefully soon there. So check that out. And uh, make sure if you want to email me, you can always email me at bostoncollegesi at gmail.com. Well, this is AJ. I am going to head out for the evening. Not head out, but I'm actually going to go sit and read a book for a little bit. Um, That's my new goal for the year is to read a little bit more. Um, But... I want to thank you all again and have a great night, everyone, and I'll see you again for tomorrow's show.